Welcome to another episode of All In San Diego, the podcast that highlights the people and places that make San Diego awesome. We're your hosts, AJ and Sarah, and I want you to picture this. It is a hot Saturday morning in May, and you go out your front door, you're going to head out to get into some adventures, and you look down and there's a freaking big, scary looking snake. What do you do? What do you do? Other than try to get a picture of it to post on social media and share it with your friends, how do you handle the situation? Well, we've got a guest who's been answering that question for a very long time. In fact, he may be the answer to that question, depending on what's going on when you come across a snake. Bruce Island is San Diego's own snake wrangler, and uh, he's got a lot of stories to tell. Thanks for joining us, Bruce. Thank you, AJ, and thank you, Sarah. I, I really appreciate being here. It's a lot of fun, and I'm just glad that uh, some people have interest in snakes like I do and have for a very, very long time. You like really are a snake wrangler. You have helped hundreds of San Diegans when they find themselves in that scary predicament. Well, it's not scary for you, but scary for them. How did you get started doing this and how did it turn into the huge thing that it is now? I got, we got to hear this story. Yeah. So little backstory, I'm a Texas person that moved to San Diego 30 years ago. And in Texas, uh, I was passionate about snakes. I would look for snakes ever since I was about seven years old. And in Texas, there's lots of snakes, including lots of venomous snakes. Fast forward, I've been in San Diego about 30 years. Um, still love snakes, always out looking for snakes. I hike. I'm a big outdoorsman. Um, but about six or seven years ago, uh, I realized kind of by accident that if a snake turns up in someone's yard or at a place preschool or at a playground, really the only option that was available to most people was to call 911 and call the fire mm. department. Yeah. And, you know, that struck me as odd because, you know, I'm a big advocate of first responders, fire people, uh, police. Firemen and fire people are trained for medical emergencies, car accidents, home fires. That's not what they want to be called out for for an hour is to go and, and catch a rattlesnake. And the very unfortunate part is most of the fire departments in San Diego County are required to kill them. And I thought there's got to be a better way. And there wasn't. There, there really was no other option than to call the fire department. So I decided uh, we had a snake call right here by our home. A good friend of mine, he called and said, I know you like snakes. We have a snake in our garage. So Holly and my two girls came with us and videoed and took pictures of me just basically getting the snake into a bucket, taking it away. Well, I decided to post a few of those pictures on next door. And that was it. it I started getting phone calls first season. And I say season San Diego snake season starts about April and goes through about mid November. So snake season one, we only had about, I think 50 actual calls where we removed wow. snakes, which seems only like 50. Yeah. That seems right. like a lot. <laughs> right. Well, now it's North of 400. Wow. Um, and, and my, my service uh, has broadened to not just Carlsbad. We're covering most of North County. And because of that, I've had to bring on other fellow uh, minded, like minded people. And I've trained, we now have 14 snake wranglers on my team. All right. So, what kind of snakes do we have around San Diego and how should people know if they need to call you or it's just one they can chew off safely on their own? No, that's a great question, AJ. So 
We're fortunate in the state of California, the only venomous snake that's a true threat to either humans or their pets are rattlesnakes. There's no other snakes in San Diego unless somebody's pet cobra or something gets out. But let's assume that doesn't happen. Only ones you have to worry about are rattlesnakes. Uh, we have about four or five different kinds of rattlesnakes in San Diego County, but they're all going to have that telltale tot sign, big head, giant head and tail that's going to have a rattle on it most of the time. All the other snakes in San Diego are completely 100% harmless. But most people um, don't know really one from the other. Uh, they go out their back door, like you said earlier, you see just a part of a snake coiled up behind a planter. Yeah. You're not going to yeah. see a head or a tail. You have no idea. So what right. we do is our number, our, our phone number is now out there with a lot of people. And I've made it such that if you don't know, just text me a picture or call me on FaceTime, hmm. walk me out. I'll tell you what you have. If it's not a rattlesnake, typically I try to convince you to keep it because you don't know this or maybe you do, but but snakes are great for our environment. Hmm. They basically are an amazing form of rodent control. That's all that snakes eat for the most part is hmm. mice, rats, squirrels, gophers, which you know, without snakes, we'd quickly become overrun. So if it's other than a rattlesnake, I try to convince them to keep it. That's a 50-50. Most people say, thanks, we appreciate it, but no, please come get it. Right. So, so we We're go good. Call, yeah, yeah. A lot of people just are petrified of anything that doesn't have arms or legs and can move that fast. So, yeah. you know, we get Dude, called. seriously, they're so yeah. fast and they have no legs. They have no legs, no arms, and, and they stick their tongue out at you and, and – uh, you know, a lot of people that don't understand snakes, they just deem them as creepy or weird or strange animals. Like, they don't yeah. want to really have anything to do with you, honestly, right? I've heard that, but it's hard to process that in real time if you see one. Right. And the, and the thing about snakes is we've been taught, a lot of us or most of us from a young age, to fear them. Um, Hollywood has done an amazing good job of putting the fear of God in us about snakes. I mean, snakes, snakes on, on a plane, plane. <laughs> anaconda. Um, Indiana Jones, uh, you know, Jungle Book. The yeah. snake was yeah. always put in a very negative light. The Bible. I mean, yeah, the Bible. snakes in general are deemed as evil or bad. Medusa. I mean, she had snakes mm -hmm. in her hair and you turned to stone. The truth is, Sarah, they want nothing to do with us. They are just like any other wild animal. They prefer to get away from us. They do not jump. They do not chase. They do not bite us unless they feel threatened. They will never go out of their way to attack a human. I mean, to them, we are giant, scary things that could hurt them. When you and your team uh, recover all of these snakes, up four or five a day, you alone, apparently, uh, where do you put them so I know where not to go? <laughs> yeah, no, no, that's that's a good question, AJ. So, so typically, you can't take a snake more than two square miles from where you pull them from. Uh, wow. There's been studies done, not by me, uh, where they chip they microchip snakes. They let them go further than that range, and they just kind of can't figure it out. They can't survive. Wow. They don't know where water is. They don't know where shelter is. So their survival rate, according to the herpetologist studies that have been done, they say take them further than two miles, their survival rate drops to 50-50. But oh. uh, to that, I always say... 50-50 is better than a shovel to the back of the head from a farm. I know. Yeah. Plus, that's so, so traumatic for the homeowner. I was thinking that as you were it's explaining the process. I'm like, I wouldn't have thought about that. I guess yeah, your instinct awful. is just call 911. Uh, who yeah. else would I call? But yep. 
that yep. probably sticks with them. What an awful yeah. thing to witness. To witness. Yeah. yeah. And then so <laughs> so within two miles, typically what we do in most of the homes in Carlsbad, I'm very familiar with where the nature preserves are, the canyons. So I know where to take that particular snake. If I'm called to an area that I don't know, uh, Google Earth is my friend. I basically, hmm. you know, find my location and then from there try to figure out within two miles where is a uh, place that I can take them where they'll be less likely to run into humans and live a good life. First wrangle you had when you got called to a friend's house, you got there, the snake was in the garage. Pretty easy slam dunk if you know what you're doing. You got the snake. That's probably most of your calls. But imagine every once in a while there's a hairy one where you get there. And you're like, oh, boy, this, this, is, yeah. this one's going to be a challenge. Give me one of your big, like, how am I going to deal with this hairy situation you found yourself okay, so, in? Okay, so two, two scenarios that scare the heck out of me. One, they see a snake go up in the engine of their car. Yeah. And I have two or three of those a year. The snakes, for whatever reason, go into the motor. You know it's in there somewhere. You know, all you can do is open the hood and, and hope. Um, and, and I've had a few of those where, you know, you're looking around with a flashlight and oh, you God. might just see a tiny little bit of skin. But then somehow you've got to convince that snake to leave that engine block. Um, usually it's a hose running water. And the oh. problem is you're standing by a car in front of an open hood spraying yes. water. You don't know where he's going to come out. Um, oh. They've dropped right out at my feet before. They've come out between my legs before. Sometimes they come straight up oh out God. of the engine. So it's always a little sketchy. Um, the other one is, and we get a lot of calls for this, unfortunately, is they're stuck in garden netting. And garden uh, netting oh. is what people put around their you know, precious vegetables and plants. So rabbits and squirrels and whatever else doesn't get in. Well, what happens is it's just like fishing net. You know, gill nets that they use out to catch fish. So the snake goes through the hole, then can't get out and then starts to panic and it gets twisted. Oh. So I arrive and I've got a rattlesnake that's now defensive. Super scared, mad. Yeah. And I've got to figure out how to use surgical scissors to <sighs> cut this animal out of this netting without letting my hand get close enough to that mouth that it can bite me. And it's it my, my adrenaline gets going. Um, I usually need a cold drink after that one. Yeah. I, I feel bet. like the, the next natural question would be, have you ever been bit? You had yeah. to have with four, you know, thousands at this point. So I always get that question by far in all my social media uh, accounts. That's the question I get the most. Have you ever been bitten? And I always answer it this way. I've been bitten lots of times, but never by a venomous snake. Oh, nice. Yeah. I, uh, I am very, very careful. But I'm also very aware of what a bite would mean, both financially and medically to me. It's a, a rattlesnake bite is no joke. Um, it requires three to five days in an intensive care unit. Typically, oh my God. the cost is around $200,000. <gasps> now, For the treatment? For the treatment. For the anti-venom. <laughs> yeah, oh the, my God. the anti-venom per vial is about seventeen dollars to $2,500. And typically, a bite requires... Anywhere from 10 vials to 20 vials. Whoa. Depending. Never knew so, that. Yeah, yeah. And it's shocking. And I've taken it upon myself because I was like you, Sarah. I didn't believe it when I heard that. So I said, I'm going to go interview some bite victims. And now I've sat down with five different people here in North County, San Diego that have been bitten. And their story is pretty much the same. 
you know, the transporting either a helicopter or an ambulance, four to five days in an ER, then the anti-venom and the cost. And it's shocking. Now, granted, insurance will cover uh, some, majority, a lot. Like one know. vial. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I don't know. I, I never ask. I've never said, what was your out-of-pocket? Yeah, the yeah. overall bill. I wanted to hear that number. That number's, you know, right around 175 to 200,000. <sighs> Okay, with that in mind, because that's way worse than I thought it was. I assumed, ah, you go to the ER, they, you know, you're it's probably outpatient. You're out of there. Yeah. Hours later. I mean, it sounded horrible. No one wants to get bit. But I didn't realize it was that serious. So, yeah, I would have asked this anyways, but now I'm really asking it. Uh, what can we be doing to to ensure we're safe from snakes? I'm, yeah, that's a very good question. So, two answers. One is your home. You want to keep your home as snake free as possible. And then if you're an outdoors uh, enthusiast, like most people, a lot of people in San Diego are, it's two different things. Your home, uh, it's virtually impossible to keep snakes away, but there are things you to, you can do to mitigate it. Um, one is you have to keep your yard clean and clear. You can't have firewood piles. You can't have mm. piles of trash. You can't have building supplies piled up. Anything that attracts rodents, in turn attracts wow. snakes. The only thing that really, really, truly deters snakes is a product called snake fencing. Mm -hmm. And it basically is installed around the perimeter of your yard. It should be installed professionally. Uh, you can't just half it and you know have your, your gardener do it. It's, it's very specialized one quarter inch gauge fencing that goes around your yard. It has to be trenched into the ground about six inches. Oh, wow and then be about 30 inches above. And that's gonna keep out even our biggest snakes in the county. Um, and then if you're out in nature, that's a whole different thing. Um, a lot of us like to go hiking around San Diego. And if you do, you're gonna see snakes. Um, the best thing to do is just leave them alone. Take right. a picture, enjoy it. Consider yourself lucky that you got to see a wild animal. It's the same as you saw a bobcat or a coyote. You're not gonna throw rocks at it. You're not gonna yeah. try to hit it with a stick. Apply the same thing. Don't don't do anything stupid to engage the snake and you'll be fine. If you need to get where it's on the other side of the snake and it's stretched across this trail, just wait it out for a few minutes. Typically, they're just warming up in the sun and then they're going to move by. If it doesn't move on and you don't have the option of going back the way you came, you know, you can maybe go in the bushes around it. But the problem is if you step off the trail, you might step right into another one. So, yeah. um but again, bites to humans are very, very rare. A, a couple stats. In the United States, there's about 8,000 venomous, venomous snake bites a year. Okay, Of those, only six to eight people actually die. So the, okay. the chance of dying from okay. a snake bite, you have a better chance, literally, of being struck by lightning and dying. Right. Huh. Yeah. So, and, and of those 8,000, they say about 60% of those were avoidable. Somebody decided, hold my beer. I'm going to grab this snake. They went like they, jackass style and were like, they go, they, they, exactly. <laughs> okay. and, and, and when you go in for a snake bite, they always take blood to make sure you're not on drugs or alcohol. And the, oh. the interesting oh. thing that comes out of this is 60% of all snake bites have two chemicals in common, testosterone and alcohol. Yeah, so it's <laughs> I believe it's, it. It's it's young men between the oh ages God. of sixteen and twenty five 
had a couple beers. Oh my god! And now they're gonna snake wrangle this rattlesnake because that's the cool thing to do. And then they uh. get bitten, and the snake's to blame. That horrible mm-hmm. evil snake bit my mm-hmm. my precious child. Yeah. So wow. they are very okay. avoidable. I like any problem I can solve by waiting it out. That's my kind <laughs> yeah. of strategy. I, know. Oh, I just have to wait it out. This one I've got. So go. I'll remember that tip. And yep. I, I want I want to make sure everyone if if it's fine with you we're going to put your number in the uh, in the description below this podcast and or video so people have it because yeah, that's, no, that's great you want to have it ahead of time right you don't be scrambling looking going through Apple Podcasts did they when you actually see a, a snake so put it in your phone have some, yeah. if you're in the greater North County area you may have Bruce personally come and help you. You may have one of his other guys. And at the very least, you can have some guidance no matter where you are, right? Yeah. Calls and goes, hey, can you, yeah. can you walk me through what I might be looking at? You know, AJ, that's a cool point, too. And, and all my wranglers, they're all passionate about nature, wildlife. One of my guys is a also a guide at the Wild Animal Park. So that man knows so much about anything that lives and breathes on this planet. But mm-hmm. all of my team, and there's guys and girls, but I'll say guys, all of my guys are... Uh, very versed in San Diego snakes, you know, so any questions or, you know, we always try when we show up at someone's home to, if they're willing to listen, drop some education about why they're important, you know, what they are, what, what they do for our environment. Um, and most people, once they get a little education, the fear starts to subside and they're not so scary because now, you know, a little bit about them, you know, the more, you know, about anything, the less frightening it is. I feel better already. I mean, I don't want to be a part of your team or anything, but like, I feel I feel better already. And yeah. you can also find Bruce on Instagram, Wrangler Bruce. Just search yeah, for Wrangler that. Wrangler underscore Bruce, yep. Holy moly. I had no idea there were so many people who were obsessed with snakes. You have so many followers. And I just have to point out, you have a day job, like you volunteer doing this. Well, I, 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 I am able to do it because of my team. Uh, when I was trying to do it alone, it was a lot of it was uh, COVID. So I, I didn't really have to worry about my day job because my mm. industry shut down. But now I've got some amazing people that support our efforts. And, you know, typically from nine in the morning till five in the afternoon, I'm not able to go on calls myself. But one of my team is always available. Um, so it's just worked out really well. And Sarah, don't get too comfortable. I know how you get when you're out camping and drinking. You, you do, I don't want you to be too yeah. too cocky about this because <laughs> I can see you going for a snake and end up being a statistic. Uh, that hold, testosterone. Hold my and, yeah. Hold my yeah. Totally. <laughs> Absolutely. All right. The number will be in the contacts as well as his social <laughs> links. We'll give it to you right now while you're listening. You can find him on Instagram at Wrangler underscore Bruce. Uh, we talked to people that make San Diego awesome. You're making San Diego better for 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 residents, for these reptiles that you love, and yeah. for our first responders. Joking aside, you're doing some pretty awesome work, and we appreciate you doing it. Thank you, AJ. Thank you so much, Sarah. It was so much fun. <laughs>